Hi everyone, before we get into this week's show, we wanted to thank all of our listeners for supporting what we do. And now we've got a new way you can show your support by buying us a beer. Yep, we don't make any profit from doing this, but we want to grow this thing by putting a bit of money into getting the word out. So if you would like to help us out, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash dadsonfilmpod to show your support for just £3. Loads of our wonderful listeners have been and bought us a beer and we massively appreciate that. Thanks so much. So that's buymeacoffee.com forward slash dadsonfilmpod. Thanks for listening. Here's the podcast. Hello, neighbour. <laughs> I wonder what you were on about earlier when you said that to me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, how are we? <laughs> I am swell. <laughs> um, yeah, good. Thank you. We're definitely yeah. going to get a visitor in a minute when he cool. comes, up, comes up for bath time. So brace, brace yourselves, everyone. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm um, I miss the little lad. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. I'm good. I'm I'm parented out day yeah. two, day two of bloody half term, and I'm already knackered. Yeah, but, yeah. It's, it's uh, we're in scary territory here because we've we've oh, moved yeah. on to a new a new way of recording. Mm. So we're going to see how it goes. Uh, this <laughs> I'm hoping it's saving. <laughs> I hope you can hear me. Um, yeah. We'll find yeah. we'll find out. Mm. But uh, yeah, you had a good week though. Yeah, good a good week. I've. Uh, what have I done? Went to the skate park, did all the decorating, did some decorating that I said I was going to do. Hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of parks, a lot of walks. Been all right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> How about you? Anything exciting? Yeah, I've been all right. I've been, like, yeah, I've, been, I've had a lot of snow. We've been sledging. We did, had a great sledging session. It's been, like, really warm here, like, really nice. So last two days, it's been a lot milder, and the snow's just disappeared over Sunday night into yeah. Monday. Uh, but Sunday, full-on, best sledging I've ever, ever had. Oh, wow. Seriously, that's such good fun. Uh, smash my phone, nice. as you know. Sledging? No. No, just one of them stupid things where... Like you get out of the pocket, your pocket, and it flicks out your hand, mm. and uh, yeah, so uh, did that. So I'm phoneless at the minute, uh, but yeah, it's after I do this. I have this weird thing over half term. Whenever I, I don't know what it is, but like I don't know if I've ever spoke to you about it much, but like sometimes I get quite bad anxiety, mm-hmm. uh, and it tends to happen weirdly when when I stop working, like right. if I. I don't know what it is, but like I'll be working hard like all through a term, and then it will stop, and like come to the holidays. And oddly, I don't know what it is, but my anxiety levels go sort of sky high. So mm. I've been, so I've been a bit like sounds sounds dead bleak, but I just I don't care. Oh my talk about it, but I've been like the last couple of days, I've just been like really anxious, oddly about, and it's just like inexplicable, and like you know, like stupid stuff mm. sometimes like gets at you and like worries you. And like, like worms its way at your head, sort of thing. Mm. And I've had a bit of that. I, I mean, I know. I think, all relatively speaking, it's been it's fine. Like, mm. you know, it's, it's not bad yeah. anxiety, but yeah. it's anxiety, sort of thing. And I'm and I know now how to sort of manage it. I know that, like, if I get after beer, I just need to sort of go for a run or have a lie down and just, you know, mm. what I mean, switch off, yeah. sort of thing. But it's it's mad. So my mind's been sort of racing, but in particular about. So one thing today, my mind starts going off on one about, you know, like lockdown lifting. Yeah. And this sounds so bizarre and it sounds so irrational, but like 
I, I like my life now as it is. I like the peace. <laughs> yeah. And I start getting anxious about like when everything's open again, there's going to be like expectation of me to like go out places all the time and mm-hmm. do stuff and make plans yeah. and go to the pub. I don't want to do that. I want to, I quite like what I've got. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. Well, welcome to dad's on therapy. <laughs> yeah. well, well, this is therapy. This is my therapy. Yeah. Like Every week I need this. So yeah, I just thought I'd have a vent about that. But no. apart from that, I'm it's good. probably it's probably because you you work you full on in term time and then your body probably because you kind of relaxed a little bit more your yeah. body's kind of just shocked a little bit and uh, yeah, yeah I think there's something there I don't know I don't know uh, who knows who knows, who knows? but well. yeah so I'm kind of I'm figuring through that um, and so I'm, I'm on half term two at the moment and uh yeah trying to trying to relax and there we went, go. been on some nice walks and stuff like that so how many how many half terms are there one a two <laughs> a one two three four i'm dave and i'm greg and we love watching films great films bad films blockbusters classics indie films cheesy films superhero films but as dads we especially love watching family films with our kids so we've made a podcast all about it. This is Dad's on Film. And we're in. <laughs> Made up for last time. Uh, um, I think it's yeah. like 6-1. Probably. Um, well, thank you for sharing. Sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like I just thought i moved down. I just thought, I'm... yeah, anyway. Um, but... All good, all good. It's off to got time off. Sounds like you're having a great time. You're <laughs> <laughs> watching a lot of Tom Hanks films. Yeah, well, it's, actually, is is quite a good thing. It's Tom Hanks. Well. It's Tom Hanks week, and uh, yeah, what? Who's a more sort of therapeutic uh, person to be in your company than Tom Hanks? Exactly, uh, exactly. People. So we're quite um, excited about Tom Hanks week. Yeah, and I, I've I've not I've, I've watched a few. Tom Hanks films this week, but where I've not not had time, I've just been like going back and watching like key scenes from like amazing sure. Tom Hanks films. So like for what? Well, I suppose we'll get into this a little bit later on. But there's a particular scene in Captain Phillips which blows my mind, and I've just watching yeah. that. I was getting really like, oh my god, it's so good, it's so good. <laughs> but anyway, we'll get to that in a bit. Should um, we say about? Should we just say a little bit about why Tom Hanks weeks come about? So yeah. we've decided. Um, so I set you homework last week, mm. which is beautiful day in the neighbourhood, which we'll get on to speaking about in a minute. Um, and so coincidentally, new film out this week that we're going to talk about later. It's News of the World that's on Netflix this week. Um, and we decided to kind of go the whole hog and then make do a Toy Story for mm. So Solid You. So we've got Toy Story 2 for So Solid You later on. We're like, sod it, Tom Hanks week. It's yeah. it, We're kind of committed now. We may as well be in for a penny, in for a pound. Tom and uh, we've, we've got the Tom Hanks World Cup coming up as well. So... Yeah, fun, fun, fun. fun have we fun, had any? Have we had any messages this week? Yes. So Julia messaged and said, "I feel you may have left Bridget Jones's diary from your rom coms. I know it's totally cheesy, but it's brilliant at the same time." Well, yeah, I suppose we did do. Um, and and yeah. somebody else sort of mentioned Bridget, and I, I, you know what? I really like Bridget Jones's diary. The first <laughs> yeah. one. It is. Yeah. It, it it's so like ridiculously British. Yeah, yeah, almost like too British. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, ridiculously British, almost too British. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but 
it's I just love it. It's just really funny, and especially everyone's having a very very good time, and especially yeah. the, the you know the fight is just it's just brilliant. It's yeah, brilliant. it's cool. Come the f- on, Bridget. Um, yeah, it's, sister, uh, Julia actually says that to us every time. <laughs> really, like, we're going somewhere. She'll go come the f- on, Bridget. <laughs> I love it. So Julia also went on to say, uh, we've just finished Greenland. Uh, really enjoyed it, but now having to watch an episode of Parks and Rec as I'm way overthinking what our family plan of action should be for when a meteorite hits Ashton. So, yeah. yeah. I think we've all had this thing. We, we've all, I know exactly what I'd do if like a zombie apocalypse happens. I've got a full on plan. Have um, you got a plan? Have you got a survival kit? I'm, I don't have my kit, but, and, and you know, I like to think I'm, I'm pretty clued in on zombie films, and I've watched yeah. enough Walking Dead to know, you know, what you don't do. So, removing the head or destroying the brain. Removing <laughs> the head or destroying the brain. So our sisters have both been having a go at us for last week. My sister yeah. didn't have a go. She was like, "What gives? What is your definition of a rom com? This is ridiculous." <laughs> so she sort of took real issue with some of the films we def- defined as a rom com. Well, I, I, I think we said we said, didn't we, when I came out with The Star Is Born. It's not a rom-com. <laughs> I really like it, so I want to talk about it. Just I got some doing. grief. I got some grief from my other sister for that, and my mum as well, for because they hate that. Film. So there you go. But it's our uh, podcast, so if we want to talk oh, about Star Wars, Born, <laughs> yeah, lovely. Uh, we've we've also had a message off my mum who watched The White Tiger. It's not just family of messages, but I think yeah, I, know, yeah. I, I think I've had a load of people message me, but then my phone smashed. So sorry if you don't get your message read out. Um, so uh, I almost said she watched White, like, watch White Tiger last night. I'm not sure, conflicted, beautiful film, sort of nasty achievement. Yeah, but hmm. that's all right. I mean, that's you can't. I, I... I felt the same, and I think I said this when we reviewed it, I felt the same watching things like Goodfellas and, mm. um, you know, like kind of ga- well, these sort of gangster films. You're not, you're not really supposed to like the people, no, no. but you can enjoy the company, I suppose, even uh, as horrible well, the, as they may be. Well, the classic is Tony Soprano. Like, yeah. he's it's like a terrible person, but what a wonderful character that you just can't help but warm to. Uh, it's, it's that old chestnut. What? I have never watched an episode of The Sopranos. Do you know what? I hadn't until uh, L- Locky D1, as they might call it. Um, Do you keep getting uh, messages, or am I going mental? Oh, sorry, it's my tablet. I've, <laughs> had, to, I've, had, to, I've, I've had to turn my tablet into a phone. So... Obviously, towards the end of the podcast, as we always do, we have everyone's a critic. Um, we're just yep. going to play a little bit of an out-of-context out of this week's Everyone's a Critic uh, and see if you can guess what film is being discussed. It's also of the highest order. I have never before or seen or since watched such trash. It's actually It actually makes me angry that films like this can get made when there's loads of other like filmmakers out there with really interesting concepts and scripts. But anyway, let's get on with this podcast. <laughs> yes. Okay. So do you have a question for me? Yes, I do, Gregory. Excellent. What the hell is coming up on this Tom Hanks-filled episode? I, for one, can't wait. Cue that music. Next up, we are talking about this week's homework, which is last year's A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood, starring Tom Hanks. Oh, wow. <laughs> then we've got this week's news. Have we got any Tom Hanks news this week? I mean, I can make some up. We'll do that. Uh, our new film this week is News of the World, which is out on Netflix, starring... Who's in that one? Tom Hanks. I was 
I was so solid you this week is Disney Pixar's Toy Story 2, starring yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tim Tom Hanks and, oh, and, wow. and Tim Allen. Uh, then we've got this week's Everyone's a Critic. Uh, that's from Mr. Matthew Lever. Not about Tom Hanks. Then we're setting homework and uh, we're speaking about TV films of the week. Yeah. Should we, should we make the next episode of the podcast? Yeah. Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. Okay. Kids, come and say hi to Ben. Hi. Oh, hi, matey. Greg. Hello. Is he Greg? Don't kick that. Oh, no. Hello. <laughs> Arthur just came and sat on Greg's knees. Oh, we can't hear Beer everywhere. <laughs> Oh, come and see your favourite person, Arthur. Has <laughs> he gone shy? Come here. He's gone shy because it's Maxine. <laughs> You're not shy, are you? What's in Maxine's tummy? Mm, I don't know. What do you think it might be? A baby. A baby. It might be yeah. a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh, oh, oh. Oh, too big. Oh, swap, swap. Too big. See you later. See you later. Bye. Oh, nice to see you. So, last week, Greg set me, would you believe it, a Tom Hanks film. What are the chances? That's homework. So, this was 2020? 19? Yeah, well, yeah, it's one of them. 19 in America, 20 over here. 20 here. Yeah, over here is more important. Yeah. Um, and this was, uh, is it Marion Heller? Marielle Heller, yeah. Marielle and, Heller. Um, uh, She's done other stuff, but she's an she's an actor as well. So I mean, yeah. I mean, I've, she's in. Did you, have you watched the Queen's Gambit? No, no. Oh, so she's in that. Um, but she's done other bits and bobs too. Had other feature films. Yeah. But so yeah. this this film is called Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and I think we've we've spoke about it before when we've done kind of recaps of of twenty uh, twenty and things like that. Because you'd seen this film and I hadn't. Yeah. Um, but it, it's good. It kind of takes takes a bit of explaining because Fred Rogers, uh, who Tom Hanks plays, yeah. isn't really known in, in, in England or, no. you know, much at all. I, I was kind of aware a little bit um, of who he was, but obviously I'd never watched an episode of it or, or anything like that. So no. how would you describe it, Greg? It's kind of like he he's this sort of old, he was this older gentleman, wasn't he, who had a, a children's TV show but it was it was very much like uh, teaching kids about the feelings and emotions and things like that. Yeah, yeah? I, I think he was sort of um, a, a staple of uh, kids' TV in America, much like Sesame Street. Or you think over here, you know, you think things like uh, I don't know, Blue Peter or Blue um, Peter. That's what I or, thought. Or, yeah, yeah, and uh, or Play Play Days was in our day. Can I remember Play, Play Days? Days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so if you think a bit. I guess Play Days is more along the lines of what we're going for here. Roll up and ride on Rosie. Yeah. She'll take you around and around. You know, you just haven't thought about something for years. Yeah, yeah. So it unlocks wow. something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that, that was in a similar sort of way, just part like a. a you know, part of the sort of US children's TV mm-hmm. institution sort of thing. And Fred Rogers is this, and I'm hesitant to say character, and that's part of what the film is about, really. Yeah. But he's this um, 
presenter who lives in this um, in the neighborhood, uh, this mm. but this magical sort of world that uh, in the titles it comes in on. Um, it's like a miniature uh, set that goes into a house yeah. that yeah, turn, yeah, yeah. Turn, then becomes the set. And yeah, he speaks about his feelings and he's very patient, very slow paced, you know, looking mm. down the lens of the camera, definitely yeah. making it feel like the pers- people watching are, be- are being directly addressed. And I think it's something that he, he clearly was a very special person. Yeah. Wasn't he? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Go on. Um, so. I, I really enjoyed it. It was it was a really really lovely film, but I think it's slightly and I suppose the marketing behind it as well is slightly the marketing's very like misleading because I think it it sort of paints it as this part sort of biopic of of Fred Rogers mm. and part almost like uh, dark um, I don't know like. Uh, not thriller, but sort of delve into this guy's psyche, and and uh, but actually, it's not. It's actually a very. It's quite a surreal film. It's it's quite abstract. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not quite as accessible as I think some people may have sort of first thought it would be. Do, no. do, do you kind of get what I mean? But that's yeah. not a bad. That is definitely not a bad thing because I, I thought I really respected it and I liked a lot well, of the choices they made well, in, just, in the film. Just to give it a little bit more context, so the, yeah. the, the they use this device of the journalist uh, Lloyd, who mm. he's sort of notorious for writing pieces about people and basically um, setting them up and tearing them down. And you know, yeah. it's kind of like once he's interviewed someone, that that the person the subject of the interview will never speak to him again, sort mm. of thing. And bizarrely. Fred Rogers accepts this interview off him knowing this. And mm. it turns out that Lloyd is quite a complex character. Now, Lloyd is based on, so there was an article. Yeah. I don't know whether it's in Time or... It was a Squire. Is it a Squire? Was it a Squire? Yeah. And Lloyd wasn't a real person, but I think there was the journalist... Yeah. yeah, they yeah. just changed his name. They yeah. just changed his name, his wife's name, and his dad's name. But the majority of the rest of it was pretty. Yeah, pretty and and, and he, this journalist did say that spending this time with Fred Rogers changed his life and changed his mm. perspective and his view on life. I think you know Fred Fred Rogers, or certainly, I mean, I the only Fred Rogers I know is Tom Hanks Fred Rogers. Okay. Yeah, I've seen clips of Fred Rogers being Fred, mm. Fred Rogers, but he's a, he's a really uplifting guy, and he's so warm. And I'll speak about the character that Tom Hanks plays here. Um, he's so warm, almost to a fault, and because all, there's almost something annoying about his peacefulness yeah. and his patience yeah. and yeah. Uh, yeah, the way he sees the world. Um, I think Tom Hanks is almost doing a brilliant James Stewart impression. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, or it, it's kind of, I saw parts of Forrest Gump in it as well. Yeah. Just yeah. like, obviously the voice, but I think just the kind of like, it sounds it sounds awful, but it's like there's a simplicity to Fred Rogers because things are so very black and white to him. Yeah. And I think obviously that, that, show, that kind of comes across in Forrest Gump as well. Yeah. A little bit. I, I, um, do, I do kind of find the whole Lloyd character quite a contrived device in the way mm. they kind of set that up so much and make it so dark and use that as, as as a vehicle to sort of get into Fred Rogers and for him to have a dialogue to bounce against and sort of delve into the character that way. I think they had to use something and I think that yeah. you know, but there is a certain it's certain to a certain extent it's quite contrived. But on the whole as a performance piece, as a and as a character piece, I just th- think Hanks is utterly compelling. I think yeah. it's just, and who else could play that? <laughs> no, I don't and know. I was thinking that I, I was, I was sort of asking myself who, 
is there anybody else who could play this father figure? And I really don't think the the, the there is because I will. And yeah. we're going to say this so many times today. Tom Hanks is this every man. He's he's yeah. you know America's dad, isn't he? When sure. you know when you break it down. Um, some of the things I really liked about the film. It's got this wonderful soundtrack that's got um. Uh, and it's a lot of the music, like from the T, you know, the the neighbor, like whatever. What's the actual TV show called? Uh, Mr. Rogers. Fred, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, I think. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's a lot of music from that because it's all the, like this, like really kind of almost like jazzy, laid back piano. But the music reflects what's going on in people's heads. Did sure. you kind of pick up on this? So whenever the whenever Fred Rogers is doing his little speeches and things like that, it's this kind of like little like jazzy piano ditty that's very like yeah. upbeat and then when it comes to lloyd it's all like this aggressive horrible jazz that's just like <laughs> a mess uh fred yeah. rogers's wife is just like a lovely like piano ballad and i just think it's really it's a really cool like way of showing people's kind of uh mindset I, but it, and it also but it, it does almost directly link those things when you know what? There's the there's the bit where he's speaking about what he does when I, I think I, I did, I've not rewatched it, so I've not seen it since, since last year. But what what he does? He asks him what he does when he's angry, yeah. and he says, "I, I play all oh, the low man. notes on the piano and yeah. play them all together." Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and almost that, and there, that's the start of it. That's you, you sort of yeah. like link to music and sort of the feelings. Do you want oh, a little yeah. clip of a beautiful day in the neighborhood? Yeah, Bill was right. You love people like me what are people like you i've never met anyone like you in my entire life broken people i don't think you were broken what he's doing there is i mean lloyd part of what lloyd's doing is he's convinced that fred rogers is a character yeah. and he, he's determined to break that like to to wear that down and find out who the real fred rogers is whereas fred rogers is quite defiantly showing that he is fred rogers and it's a yeah, genuine yeah, yeah. sort of yeah, episode. yeah i don't think it'll go down as as one of hanks's best performances it is a great performance don't get me wrong yeah. for me i, I I love Tom Hanks. I really, really do. But I just feel I, I don't want him to get trapped in playing. Every couple of years, he plays a famous person. Sure. Do you, do you know what I mean? So, like, he, he did, uh, he's played Walt Disney in Saving Mr. Banks, which is mm. amazing. It's a great film. Then he, he played Sully. Then he played, oh, he, he played Captain yeah. Phillips, who people were. They played Sully. Now he's doing a Mr. Rogers. And I just feel like. Is he gonna get stuck in this? Play, Keep you getting know, drawn play, like, yeah. who yeah, should we yeah. get to play this guy? Yeah, all oh, right, it could only be yeah, Tom Hanks. Hanks yeah. easy. And don't get me wrong, all these performances are brilliant; they really are. But I, I don't want him to kind of get trapped in that. Uh, but there, there you go. Well, um, we'll speak. We'll speak a little bit later about when the times where Tom Hanks does something quite left field for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah. and that's when I think it gets quite interesting with Hanks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Fun fact. So um, the past few weeks, Ben's been watching. This is my son Ben has been watching uh, this this TV show on Netflix. He kind of Daniel Tiger. Daniel Tiger. Yeah. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell is this, Daniel Tiger? Yeah. And then over the past maybe week, I've been picking up on things. I was like, he wears like a red a red hoodie. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And then beautiful day in the neighborhood, or won't you be my neighbor? And I'm yeah. like, what? heard that before and yeah. then today watching this film because i only watched it today yeah. uh, obviously there's, there's a puppet <laughs> called Daniel tiger in it i'm like 
Got it. There you okay. go. So it's like a spin-off, an animated yeah, spin-off. So, Greg, would you say A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood is Castaway okay. uh, uh, yeah. right. or One Day, which is this really, really bad Anne Hathaway film? <laughs> it's uh, She's got a Leeds accent in it, and it's one of the worst accents I've ever heard. <laughs> I want to see it. Uh, Castaway, cast cast please. Yeah, I'll go for Castaway as well. Again, it's it's not a classic, but, you know, it, it it's still... Uh, yeah. You're trying something a little bit different. Definitely. Where can we see this film, Greg? A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood is available now on Now TV and Sky Cinema. This is the news. Okay, not tons of news this week. There's a lot of like TV related news, so obviously we try and keep away from from that a little bit. Um, mm. So first bit of news. You know what? You know what film really, really needed a sequel? Like, <laughs> I'm not even messing. If you were to think what film needs a sequel, obviously one's going to jump to mind, isn't it? Let's say it at the I'll, same time. I'll... You ready? Okay. Yeah. Here we go. You ready? One film it's gonna to jump to mind needs a sequel. Yeah. One, two, three, face Tenet. off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, okay. Believe it or not. I've not seen face off. This one's called Face On. Right. And they don't do anything. <laughs> You've not seen Face I've Off. I've never seen Face Off. No. John Travolta and Nicolas Cage are having the best time ever. It is absolute trash. But, okay. you know, whatever. <laughs> so they're making a sequel, apparently, to Face Off. Wow, we. Okay. Great. Give me the premise. Oh, to, to Face Off? Yeah. Oh my God, are you ready for this? Okay, John Travolta's like an FBI agent yeah. and Nicolas Cage is this like crazy, I don't know, like crime lord. Yeah. And it's a, like, you know, it's always been a game of cat and mouse for them. Um, <laughs> basically, there's like, a, I don't know, some sort of accident and Nicolas Cage is nearly dead. Um, and they need to find, I don't know, there's some they need to find out where this weapon is or something. So they do this this procedure where they take Nicholas face Nicholas Cage's face off and put it on John Travolta's face <laughs> and vice versa. So John Travolta can go undercover. Um, and Jesus. it basically all goes to shit and everybody like who knew about this top secret procedure dies. Wow. So like John Travolta is stuck in Nic- in this crime crime boss's body and then Nicholas Cage as John Travolta just like, I'll just take over your life then. Have right. my wicked ways with your wife, and yep, wow. yeah, okay. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> okay, I think it's directed by Angle. Is it Angley or is it John Woo? John Woo. Is it John Woo yeah. who did like Mission Impossible Two and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's <laughs> it's pretty atrocious, <laughs> right? So uh, they have released the full trailer for Zack Snyder's The Justice yeah. League. So I've uh, so I've watched this, and then yeah. because I've not seen the first release of Justice League, I went back and then watched the trailer for the original release because that's to give me something to base it on. And it did have yeah. a very different feel. It wasn't the whole sort of like I don't know. Um, it's soundtracked. I mean, I don't know yeah. whether it's just the trailer, but the the, the trailer of the, the original was very much sort of like contemporary soundtracks, like yeah. rock music going to like yeah. stuff happening. And it, this felt much sort of darker. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know. Um, 
yeah, darker and meatier, I suppose, maybe. I don't know. Well, the 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 whole one of the things was when Zack Snyder got taken, you know, had to leave the production. They brought Joss Whedon in. They said, yeah. "You need to liven this up because mm-hmm. with things like Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor, Ragnarok, and things like that, that were you know that people had responded to them being more you know lighthearted. Sure. We need it to be more lighthearted. Um, whereas that was obviously never the intention. So they did loads of reshoots on it and, and, and things like that. And so by all accounts, Josh Whedon is. Really light-hearted. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> uh, his future in Hollywood is really uh, promising. Uh, but he, uh, yes, but Zack Snyder has now obviously said, you know, that was never the intention. It's meant to be this dark beast. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But I still, I'm, the jury's still out. I don't I don't really want a four-hour Justice League. I am not, I am not going to be sat for four hours watching Justice League. Um, yeah. And, I'll tell you now. Yeah. And uh, Jared Leto's in it, so... He's in the trailer as well. He is in the trailer. He just, uh, I think that's a dream sequence, and he says something random, but then just goes, Batman. Mm. So, yeah, oh, shut up. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, and then the final thing is, uh, again, it's not major news, but we kind of mentioned this a few months ago. So the, they've done this uh, Cruella de Vil uh, prequel starring Emma Stone. Um, and so like the, First official kind of post has been released. There's going to be a trailer later this week. Did we really need a Cruella Deville prequel? No. Yeah, we've not spoken about Tom Hanks for some time. Should we do a piece about Tom Hanks? Why not? Excellent. Any Tom Hanks films released this week? Let me check the news. <laughs> ah. Of uh, the world, we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so new Tom Hanks film this week, everybody. Uh, so this is yeah, News of the World, directed by Paul Greengrass, uh, based on a novel from maybe like 2016, I think. Uh, yeah, do you want me to set it up? Shall I set it up? Yeah, set it up. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, it wouldn't take me very long at all to tell you everything I know about American history and sort of American Civil War and American post-Civil War. But this is set post-American Civil War, sort of 1860s, is it? Something like that? Yeah, I think Uh, so. And um, Tom Hanks plays Captain Jefferson Kyle Kidd, who is uh, a veteran from the Civil War. (laughs) I've just got to jump in, right? So this is one... Two, three, four, five. This captain. is his sixth captain or mili- you know, some <laughs> yeah. sort of military. Yeah. It is so we've got Apollo thirteen, he plays the captain of Apollo thirteen. Captain we've got Save from Private Ryan, Captain Miller. He plays Captain Phillips. Yeah. Captain Sully Sullenberg or whatever it's called. Captain yeah. of that <laughs> ship in Greyhound. Yeah. And now we've got Captain kid or whatever we, you just said he loves being a captain so basically his his job is uh, to go from town to town um and basically delivering the news to people who pay 10 cents uh, entry and mainly people who can't read and come and sit and listen to him reading the news and reading newspapers he's been described basically as a bit of a, a hugh edwards on horseback if you like <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, and it's very it's very very sort of western you like that didn't you thank you I was, yeah. I was trying to think I've, of one I've, myself I've, I've nicked it. Um, oh. But uh, anyway, um, whilst he's going about his work, he sort of leaves one town and he comes across this lynched black man hanging from a tree um, and um, there's this abandoned uh, teen mute girl um, 
that he was of it turns out he was transporting her she's an orphan she's native american and uh, after her tribe got sort of ambushed she was being taken to some relatives on the other side of the country that's your setup okay so yeah. what you've got is this very sort of strange sort of it's it's one of those classic odd couple odysseys really so you've got tom hanks who's tom hanks and this sort of 12 year old mute and as they sort of make their journey uh, across the wild west going from place to place um they try and communicate they build a relationship uh, as they as they sort of travel and find ways of communicating with each other and obviously they come across a lot of obstacles on the way and that's fundamentally what the film is is that a good setup yeah, yeah perfect right. uh she's actually german though isn't she she she's is german she's... and she was sort of kidnapped by um native americans i can't remember what the the kind yes. of tribe was called uh, i was showing our ignorance here and uh yeah apologies for yeah. anyone offended by our ignorance of native american culture but yeah we'll have a big native american following we've actually got eight percent eight percent of our listeners currently in the united states cherokee <laughs> yeah um so anyway so um yeah i liked it it, it, it it's you know it's one of them I, it, it wasn't amazing i wasn't sort of overwhelmed by it but it was it was a lovely sort of intimate little story i liked that it wasn't kind of it wasn't this ginormous thing and there was loads of, you know, loads of mad stuff going on. There's, you know, there's a really tense scene quite early on uh, where they're being chased by some, some, some guys. There's a, a sort of scene a little bit later on where they kind of come into this town and some stuff goes down. But other than that, that's it really. There's not that much that kind of happens, but actually it's quite nice because it's not really about that. It's about this like nice uh, sort of, uh, relationship kind of blossoming between Tom Hanks and, and uh, Joanna. Her name's Joanna, isn't it? I think Joanna? that's the, that's the character's name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's between Tom Hanks and the character <laughs> <laughs> uh, between Captain Kid and uh, Joanna. Um, but if, you know, I think they have, they've got this like lovely kind of genuine chemistry. There's mm. some like really lovely like intimate little moments where they talk about. Talking well, they're sort of learning each other's languages, and they're talking mm. about the kind of trajectory of life, which was really kind of quite yeah, whether sweet it's and quite sort of circle or it's linear, yeah, and things like that. or a linear line and things. And it, it was just really nice. I, I was quite intrigued by the kind of post Civil War stuff. Um, I found that really interesting because um, it's one of those, isn't it? You kind of just think when a war's over, it's done. Uh, you know, and everyone's like, "Yeah, cool, all right, brill." Actually, yeah, a lot of rebuilding, a lot of kind of. Well, uh, one of the interesting scenes is like this kind of. He's almost like a warlord to a certain extent. Kind of takes over this town, doesn't he? As as a bit of a remind uh, me of a tyrant. Yeah, a bit like sort of. I mean, echoes of Negan. I mean, I know Negan is yeah. based on a yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, 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 sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Here's a little clip, then I'll give you a couple of my thoughts about it. I'm here to tell you about the 11 men who live, yeah. who survived that fire. The 11 men who fought back against their deadly fate. Yes, yes. God, I told you to read from the Iraq, eh? Well, see, Mr. Farley, I was wondering if folks might prefer some storytelling from places outside of Iraq. Just for tonight, Mr. Farley. Um, one thing I really like about it is the fact that clearly 
both of the main characters have got these really deep backstories and it alludes to them sometimes, but a more in your face um, sort of storyteller than Paul Greengrass in this instant would have done things like have flashbacks and sort of, you know, actually sort of very blatantly sort of gone back and looked into the backstory. But I like how it it just kind of suggests things and just leaves you to sort of have a thing, sort of make it up, make it up for yourself. Um, I I wasn't sure about the bit. There's a bit towards the end, you know, after the, after the dust storm. Yeah. And there's that weird bit. It's all a bit surreal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't say too much about. Wasn't sure about stuff like that. Um, I, I did wonder though, and it's, and it's similar to what something we were saying earlier. What would this film be without Tom Hanks? Like, well, so, so th- this this was my thinking. I'm, I, now I've kind of seen it as a whole. I am, I'm kind of surprised Tom Hanks was in it because I don't think it'll. It's like almost like we said with Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. It's not going to go down as a classic, mm. and he and again he's brilliant in it uh, as he is in you know everything he's in, but. Yeah, I, I, I was just a little bit surprised that he was in it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but well, you could say that. The thing is, with Tom Hanks, he's got such a vast sort of career yeah. where there's some massive, massive films, eight of which we're going to go into a bit of detail in later on. Yeah. Right? But actually, he averages about four films a year. And when you look at it, actually, there's a lot of them that aren't very memorable, memorable yeah. at all and not that good. So it may go down as one of them. I think one thing you do get in Tom Hanks films is consistent performances from him. Yeah. Do you get consistent, great films from them? I don't know. And, you know, it's something we'll talk about a little bit more down the line. I liked him doing a bit of action because you don't get Tom Hanks. Oh, I love that shootout. That shootout. That shootout was brilliant. Really, really good. <laughs> yeah. But there was some terrible CGI as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, again, so just to find myself. The dust storm, but also there's a they kick this boulder thing and it just looked terrible. <laughs> and I just find sometimes if I'm more interested in how bad the CGI is, I'm not yeah. as engaged. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it was a good little western. Tom was brilliant yeah. as he always is. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Would you say this film is Jaws or The Search for Santa Paws? <laughs> I'll go for Jaws, please. <laughs> I'll also go for Jaws. Where can we see this film, Greg? It's out now on Netflix. So, as we mentioned, this kind of organically came together Tom Hanks week on the back of us having a beautiful day in the neighbourhood and then uh, doing news of the world. We thought, like, in for a penny, in for a pound, let's do the Tom Hanks World Cup. On the back of the yes. success of the Harry Potter World Cup, what we thought we'd do is cobble together eight of what we think is Tom, are Tom Hanks' best films. And we actually, we used IMDb a little bit for guidance to, yeah. to yeah. record eight, eight of Tom Hanks' best films, best performances. Uh, we did on our about including Toy Story, but we were doing Toy Story 2 later on and we thought we'd do live, stick to live action. Yeah. Um, so and I think, I think so, like the ones we chose, looking back, there's definitely other, like, you know, you could swap some of these out quite easily. Oh, um, definitely. Should we give some so, honourable mentions? Yeah, honourable mentions. Come on, then. Uh, okay. Um, well, I think the biggest um, sort of uh, omission is Apollo 13. So, yeah. If you're, if you're a fan of that, sorry we've not included it. Also, you know, the more sort of com- comedy sort of romance ones, You've Got Mail, 
Yeah, I've not put in there. Sleepless in Seattle. I'm a big fan of the Terminal. I really like the Terminal. But, I like the Terminal. Yeah, I like. The terminal. And he's sort of doing um. I mean, he's doing a bit of Forrest Gumpy sort of thing there. It's like yeah. It is. Right. I, as I mentioned earlier, I really enjoy Saving Mr. Banks where he plays Walt Disney. Um, it's quite light. It's quite a light-hearted performance. Again, it's not like a Disney biopic or anything like that. Yeah, but, uh, it's it is interesting film yeah, yeah exactly um what we are not doing is the um the dan brown novels um <laughs> films because i've not seen them and apparently the crap uh yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah the, and, and what what it's given me really actually I've, I've watched a lot of tom hanks this weekend and it's been yeah. really good because i've seen some films that i've not seen in many many years uh and there's a couple that i had not seen so it's given me a chance to sort of go and uh, watch them. So we've got four quarterfinals. You know the drill. We're going to speak about four, uh, eight films over quarter, four quarterfinals, uh, talk about what went through to the semifinals, and then finally you guys voted for all this. You guys have voted for the best Tom Hanks film. And I think this is definitive. And I think this, this, this you know, well, actually, we don't well, particularly agree with the outcome, do we? I don't agree with the outcome. <laughs> but, but anyway, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a bit of fun. So, right. so, in no particular order, these were thrown together as well. Yeah. Uh, first up, we have got for quarterfinal one, Castaway. Uh, okay. So that's two thousand Castaway. Uh, uh, yeah, that seems about yeah. two thousand and two thousand. Two thousand against nineteen ninety eight Saving Private Ryan. So Castaway, yeah. Robert Zemeckis, second one he did it with Robert Zemeckis yeah. uh, after yeah. Forrest Gump. Um, yeah. So I think Castaway, really good film. I think. It, it was trying maybe a little bit too hard for Oscar bait, I suppose. But you know, if you're gonna, if you want to be stranded on an island, you know, <laughs> just watching one person, it's gonna be Tom Hanks talking to a, a volleyball, isn't it? I, <laughs> Let's face it. I think it's it's just a. I mean, let's speak about the film as a sort of whole. It's such a feat, such a massive, yeah. amazing feat that they've they've actually, you know, gone to this island, which by all accounts has become sort of a tourist destination since on the back on the back of this. <laughs> um the amount of weight that tom hanks put on and then lost uh mm. in order to do it they they filmed yeah. the scene so it you know it spans four years doesn't it well there's a four-year yeah. break isn't there yeah, yeah, and yeah. uh they basically i think they left it a year did zemeckis make what lies beneath in, in, yeah, in the year in between yeah while he was waiting for tom <laughs> hanks to wait yeah. what lies beneath. yeah um, and and it is a remarkable transformation. But the thing I like about it is it's not it they you know, a lesser film would have stopped when he was well spoiler yeah, we we're beyond the spoilers, aren't we, for a film from the year two thousand. So <laughs> gets rescued. A lesser film would have ended there. But I really yeah. like how it delves into the struggle that he has afterwards yeah. to reintegrate yeah. himself back in society. I think that's probably the most interesting bit of the film, really. Yeah, I what I also like about it is, it considering I know I know it, it kind of is Oscar bait to a certain extent, but considering it's quite a, a weighty, like you know, there's quite a burden on it. Mm. It the film actually doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. You know, it it is quite funny, um, and I think you, you, obviously you got Tom Hanks, but also you got Robert Zemeckis to thank for that because you know coming off the back of Forrest Gump. Uh, Back to the Future, sure. you know all the other ones. It's you know it's it it is a good film, definitely. Yeah, and I think it's it's surprisingly 
uplifting in a way. So I don't know. I didn't feel like I didn't feel dead fed up watching it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so again, it's 1998, 1998's Saving Private Ryan, directed by Steven Spielberg. Wow. The beach landing scene at the beginning of Saving Private Ryan yeah. is some of the most harrowing cinema you will oh, ever watch. God, yeah. It is unbelievable. Yeah. And, you know, without maybe we'll talk about this a little bit more later on, but for me, this is, I, I think this is Tom Hanks' best film. Okay. Yeah, I think. But- <laughs> I, th- I think okay. I think Captain Miller as a character is absolutely wonderful, and I think a great thing about the film is it brings a real sort of intrigue to it. In part of the plot is the intrigue of Captain Miller, and yeah. you know the fact that his squad don't know anything about him, and they have this pool going, and they want to find out about him. Um, yes. So, like a little bit of a disclaimer: I, I, I'm never drawn to war films. I just don't think it doesn't. It, Tanks and guns doesn't interest me. Um, so it takes it takes me a while. I think it took me a long, long time to get down to watching Saving Private. Private Ryan. Um, apart from anything else, what's it come in at? Is it best part of three hours long? Yeah, like that. yeah. Um, so, and it, it's just for me, it doesn't. I've got no sort of reference point to sort of connect mm. to on there. But however, this is. I think it's fair to say, whatever you think about the sort of genre or the plot or their sort of. I mean, their purpose, and you can go on to the purpose in a bit, is like their mission is quite a sort of big plot point in itself of like why why they're doing what they're doing. I think, and tell me if I'm wrong, I think Saving Private Ryan is objectively, undeniably a great film, just yeah. in every way, in the way it's put together, the heart it manages to put to it, the action, the man- the way it draws attention to the sort of the horrors and the sacrifice that um, all the soldiers went to um, in the war as a whole, but in, in those landings as well, Normandy landings. Um, but he just manages to weave throughout it. You've got a real amazing study into actually most of the characters in that squad, I think there's some quite fascinating ones yeah. uh, and left me wanting to know more about them all. Um and at the same time, addressed all those things that, that is important. Uh, I, I think it's quite quite remarkable. So I think, whilst yeah. I'm, I'm never going to say it's my favourite film, mm. because I'm just not into those sort of films. But object, yeah, yeah, objectively, yeah. it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, without a doubt. And I never thought I'd see Tom Hanks and Vin Diesel on screen together. Yes, although Vin Diesel <laughs> doesn't last long. Doesn't last um, that long. Um, <laughs> cool. Falls into Let a piano. So, going through from quarterfinal one to the first semi-final with 60% of the votes from our listeners on Instagram was Saving Private Ryan, of course. Yeah, of course, of course. Cool. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, okay, quarterfinal two. We put uh, 1994's Forrest Gump. Okay. Uh, so, again, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Uh, against, uh, I'll have to check this, 1988, that's the year I was born. Big. Yeah, big, beautiful. Yeah, it is, it is 1988. Yeah, and this was... Ron Howard? Oh, no, no, it's not Ron no, Howard. No, it's uh, Penny, Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall, uh, yeah. So, this was one, oddly, I'd kind of assumed for years that I'd seen it. And yeah. that mainly because, you know, the, the giant walk on piano scene, for one thing, is something that everyone knows. And I just felt like, but I'm watching it, I'm thinking, I don't think I have actually 
seen this. So, you know, when you get that sort of funny feeling of, like, have I seen this or not? And uh, I think even films I have seen, watched intently, I, I kind of forget about it until I go back and watch yeah. it. So I, I think I was watching this pretty much for the first time on Friday night. Um, this is big, by the way. I'm talking yeah, about. yeah, we see, yeah, we see, uh, we see, yeah. yeah. Big. You've got twelve-year-old Josh Baskin. He lives with his parents, and um, he's got a mate um, called his mate is called his mate is called. Uh, I think his mate's called Billy. His mate called Billy. Okay. Uh, anyway, they're th- sort of thick as thieves. They have this great song together, that rap. You know that down, down, boogie. Da, 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 da. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, um, he Josh kind of um, gets hacked off with being little basically you know <laughs> girls don't take him seriously you know he can't do a lot and so at a carnival or a fair for us in the uk yeah he goes he comes across this machine he puts some money in make a wish and lo and behold wish comes true he becomes big the next morning he, he becomes is, tom <laughs> hanks yes he becomes tom hanks he's big so um, yeah and so he's it's one of these sort of one of the early probably one of, maybe the first sort of body swap not body swap, but body transformation films. Yeah. They're sort of, yeah. uh, you know, that we've seen a lot recently. And he ends up um, taking himself off to New York City and finding his way in the world and ultimately uh, realising that being big ain't all it's cracked up to be. That pretty much sums it up. Yeah. 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 It's a beautiful film. Yes. It, it's so... I love when you get, like, a, a concept like that. And, you know, if you, if you would just describe it, uh, you know... Uh, I don't know, 12-year-old boy or however old he is, makes a wish to be big and it comes true and he turns into a man, right? <laughs> How throwaway is that? But actually then when you put Tom Hanks in it yeah. and you know, and, and people actually take it seriously, yeah. it's just wonderful. It's such a like lovely, lovely little film. It's quite, yeah, it's a very interesting sort of, I mean, I, again, I've spoken recently about I like, I like it when the mechanics of something yeah. all work and make sense. And the mechanics of this film work because um, his his parents dismiss that it's him. Obviously, yeah, if an adult yeah. walked into your house and said, "I'm your son," you'd be like, "Get out of my house! What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. And so that's why he's not missed when he goes off to New York, you know. And actually, a lot of the, his if in that world where this happens, everything that happens kind of makes sense. <laughs> Is that yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I like that. I, I really do like yeah. that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a, it's an absolute classic. Um, you know that walking piano thing is brilliant. Um, I think yeah. his, his relationship. I really like his relationship with the boss. Is it Mister McMillan um, and the company? I, I just think it's yeah, it's great fun. And of course, uh, John Hurd is it Kevin McAllister's, McAllister's dad is uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. playing a bad guy, uh, which is quite cool to see as well. So yeah, that, he's a bad guy. I can't remember what it was. But. Does he? Okay. Right, so that's big <laughs> against 1994's Forrest Gump. Uh, probably <laughs> most people, if you said Tom Hanks, would most people say Forrest Gump? Yeah, I'd say so. so it, this was a second Oscar win, wasn't it? Um, so the first win was for Philadelphia. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, this is his second one. So I think, yeah, probably Forrest Gump or Apollo 13, I think people would really like that, you know, Tom Hanks film, well, yeah, that, that yeah. was. The character of Forrest Gump has become so iconic because of what Tom Hanks makes of it. And it's absolutely yeah. wonderful. And he does something that's completely different 
to anything that's been done before or has ever been done since. Um, and it's because of yeah. what Tom Hanks brings to that character. It's absolutely remarkable. The deep South accent, yeah, he's, um, but the you yeah. know the heart, the the absolute heart um, and mm. and sort of sentiment of this amazing guy that everyone who watches it comes to sort of just love you fall in love with him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's, um, I think you, you nailed it. It's, it's the heart. He's, he's just a good person yeah. regardless of any situation that he's in. He's, he kind of like, he stumbles upon each, each sort of scenario, but whenever he's there, he's never there to gain anything. He's just there because he's, you know, he's sort of living in the moment, I suppose. So, you know, he, he goes from being an, uh, an American football, mm. you know, college football star to um, to a, a Vietnam uh, war, yeah, a war, war hero, yeah. to a ping pong, world-class ping-pong player, <laughs> to a shrimp boat captain, to invest in bloody Apple <laughs> at one point. <laughs> yeah. He runs, you know, and it's, 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 a, it's such a weird film. Like, it, it's really weird yeah. when, you, when you kind of break it down and what happens but it's so entertaining it's so um uh charming i think that's the word i'm looking for it's just charming it's performing also a charming sort of film it's the greatest biopic of a fictional character i think yeah (laughs) Yeah. um it probably will not surprise you to hear that forrest gump beat big in quarterfinal two uh with 77 77 of the vote okay so Moving swiftly on to quarterfinal three. So we've put uh, Green Mile. So Green Mile was 2002? Uh, no, 1999. Sorry, I beg your pardon. Uh, 1999's Green Mile up against uh, the 2002. Sorry, there you go. 2002's Catch Me If You Can. Um Catch Me If You Can for some time has been one of my favourite films. Uh, you got Tom, yeah. Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio, um, a great sort of cat and mouse story, a uh, true story at that. Yeah. Uh, oh, go on. Some liberties taken. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but um, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio plays Frank Abagnale. Uh, so he's a teenager and he turns into a con artist and Tom Hanks is the FBI agent Carl Hanratty, Han- 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 uh, who yeah. is um, basically, he's the, he's a, fr- he's, works in fraud uh, and he's trying to catch him and that's basically all you need to know and it's so 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 much fun just brilliant it really is brilliant i wonder if uh spielberg saw obviously because steven spielberg is really good friends with robert zemeckis saw forrest gump and was like that was so much fun i need to make something like that and then kind of you know worked Mm. on catch me if you kind of came because there's there's definitely kind of similarities of how unbelievable, you know, the the sure. kind of journey is to, towards the end. Um, yeah. I've seen some interviews with uh, uh, the real Frank Cabanel. Yeah, because uh, he, he still works for the FBI, or maybe he's retired now, but like, yeah. still work. He worked for the FBI 14. for years. Yes, um, and it's really quite interesting. He's like, <laughs> my life wasn't quite that exciting, but you know, I did, I did cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's- it's it's amazing. If you're not seen Catch Me If You Can, make sure you go and see it. And it's it's Tom Hanks is air quotes the baddie, but he's not. But he's not the baddie yeah. at all. You know what I mean? I think on paper it's like, well, you know, our main character, our main protagonist is is, is DiCaprio, and he's being chased by this this FBI agent. Yeah. Okay, that's on paper that's bad, but actually, no, he, he really Tom Hanks really comes to care for, oh, for Frank. Massively. He's, uh, he's just he, yeah. 
as for Frank. <laughs> he's the frustrated. He's frustrated FBI agent who, yeah, and it's that classic thing. He spent so much time learning about this guy and finding out about him. He actually becomes quite invested in in him yeah. as a character, yeah. and that's why it gets to the point near the end where he he says to him, "Look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna arrest you. Look behind you. Yeah. You're gonna come back. Nobody's chasing yeah. you." And I love that. <laughs> it's just. It's so wonderful. So, um, yeah, that was up against uh, Green Mile. Mm. Okay. So, Green Mile, obviously, 1998. This is Frank Darabont's second prison. (laughs) Uh, Sort of epic, I suppose, to a certain extent. um, I've never been a huge fan of Green Mile, to be honest. I I, I get it, and I understand... um, you know, why people love it so much. And again, Tom Hanks is, is wonderful in it. Uh, uh, Michael Clark Duncan w- was amazing in it as well. Yeah. But for me, it was just a bit too schmaltzy. Um, yeah. Our boy Sam Rockwell is wonderful in it as well. But <laughs> crazy. yeah, it's a bit, a bit too try hard for me to be this like, you know, melodrama kind of thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To say it's like, I mean, yeah, it's the younger brother to the Shawshank Redemption, as you mentioned earlier. Two re- two reasons, because you've got the same director and also another Stephen King novel. Um, yeah. Which, um, and, and, but it's, yeah, very, very different feel. Um, it's, what is jarring for me about it? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of heart, heart to it. So you've got um, it's John Coffey who's the um, six six foot six um, guy who's on death row who's being convicted of something that he's it becomes quite apparent that he didn't do, yeah. uh, and he's the most he's the most wonderful, kind hearted, softest character. Yeah, I think ruined by the fact that he's got supernatural powers. Uh, mm. For me. That takes away completely away from the. I mean, I know the story is the story, but for me, it takes mm. away from the heart of the film. In yeah. yeah, it's way too long. It's oh god, it, yeah, it's over three hours long. I think Green Mile, um, but amongst there, you've got some great performances. So um, you know, like you say, you've got Sam Rockwell as Wild Bill. Um, <laughs> you know, um, Doug, Doug Hutchinson who plays Percy, who's like the. He's the proper prison warden who <laughs> thinks thinks he's, he thinks he can do whatever he wants, basically, doesn't he? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Murder, and uh, he gets his comeuppance. But like all of the, the, the I think they are a very interesting group. Though, those um, yeah. those wardens, yeah. and it's a lot of it is sort of sort of studies on them as a as a group and um, learning a little bit about them. I, I like it. Don't get me wrong, I like it, but I never rush back to see it. It's kind of one of them. It's like I'll look back and I think. Yeah, I like that film when I saw it. I'm not going to watch it again tomorrow because. Would you, do you prefer Eight Mile to Green Mile? I would not prefer Eight Mile. I do prefer Green what Mile. What if you only had one shot? One shot. <laughs> do <laughs> one not chance. miss your chance. Are <laughs> uh, already mum spaghetti? <laughs> so, buy a buy a whisker. Green Mile, sadly for me, <laughs> beat. Catch me if you can with fifty three percent of the vote. So Green Mile goes into uh, take the first spot in the second semi final, and there we're left with quarter final four. We put the two thousand and two. Uh, he was busy in the two thousand and two, wasn't he? Yeah, old yeah. Banksy boy. Two thousand two, <laughs> road to petition up against Captain Phillips, which came out twenty thirteen. I want to say, yeah, twenty thirteen. Yeah. 
Yeah. Cool. So two sort of not necessarily smaller Tom Hanks films, but lesser known Tom Hanks films, but very, very highly regarded. So uh, Road to Perdition is Sam Mendes uh, directed. It's based on a graphic novel. Um, stellar cast, absolutely brilliant cast. Yeah. You've got, Tom, you've got Paul Newman in there. You've got Jude Law. Jude Law's brill. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig pops up in it. Um, yeah. But it's... It, I really, really enjoy this film. I, I, I don't think you feel quite the same, but I think it's mm. it's he started doing things slightly differently, you know, taking slightly darker roles and yes. darker characters, um, and and t- maybe taking some more chances, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I feel that's why I like this this character. Uh, well, sorry, this film and this performance uh, so much. I do really like Sam Sam Mendes's earlier stuff as well. Yeah. So yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, it was on the. I mean, I suppose I don't know whether he did anything in between, but he'd done American Beauty, hadn't he? Um, uh, Sam Mendes, and yes, yeah. okay, sort of on the sort of came after that. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, first of all, like I mentioned sort of earlier about it, it gets very interesting when Tom Hanks pl- starts playing very non-Tom Hanks characters, yeah. and it's fair to say that in this, his character uh, Michael Sullivan is it? I think something like that. Yeah, is um, is not a typically Tom, not a typical Tom Hanks character. Um, I think that's not a bad thing. I like I like to see actors doing something a little bit different, and it's not to say he plays him badly. It's just that I just it didn't work for me. I, I don't know what it is. I I, I know that I, you know I can I can watch it and think I know this isn't a bad film. There's a lot of good going on there. I really like Paul Newman's character, uh, for example. Yeah. Um, Jude Law annoyed me quite a bit. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I just find him annoying. I, I, I did mm-hmm. like the sort of cat and mouse elements of Jude Law's character and Tom Hanks' character, and um, I, I, I liked the I, I liked the growing relationship between Michael and his son. I like the yeah. fact that actually they don't have a relationship to start with, and through all this madness, they develop this amazing yeah. relationship. Oddly, but you know when sometimes you're just watching a film and you're just not feeling it, and it's just like yeah. I, it's, it's inexplicable. And I think it's quite it's probably a, quite a lazy review for me to say that. But I, I, I only watched it on Monday night for the first time. Um, and you know, it passed me by until then. And I know we're going to speak um, a bit later about someone who else who absolutely loves this film. Um, <laughs> for me, yeah, I don't know. It just wasn't chiming with me, and I can't yeah. quite work out why. Hmm. Good. <laughs> so that leads us on to then 2013's Captain Phillips. This is Paul Greengrass as well, I think, isn't it? Yeah. So it's the it's yeah. the other time the. The previous time before, I don't think we mentioned, but News of the World that's directed by Paul Greengrass uh, of of Born Fame. Uh, yeah, um, he's got these kind of group of directors that he loves to work with. So he's done like yeah. what, five Spielberg films, maybe like three Ron Ron Howard films, a couple of Zemeckis, a couple of Greengrass. Yeah, it's yeah, and I'll, I'll go straight in and say I absolutely love Captain Phillips. I, yeah. I really, really liked it. So you've, it's a, a sort of real, real life story about this guy who was captain, would you believe, of a, yeah. a cargo ship, and it was in this instance, it was enlisted to take cargo, uh, including sort of like aid and water and things like that, from Qatar to Kenya, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, and going through international waters, but very close to Somalia, and there'd been. Um, 
there'd been sort of like a warning go out of you know you should stay 600 miles away from Somalia's Somalian pirates and things like that um, I just really love the fact though that it didn't just show this story about this you know the, the west the western cargo ship gets attacked yeah. gets attacked by a bunch of pirates I love the fact that it went into the backstory of the pirates from the very beginning absolutely wonderful because if you'd not I, I wouldn't have cared no. as much, not necessarily about the pirates, but just about the whole relationship between them, the, you know, Captain Phillips and 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 you know the uh, these sort of terroristy kind of guys yeah. uh, in in general. If they were just these kind of faceless, nameless people, yeah. I just wouldn't have cared. And I, and I feel like, especially when you get, without going into too much detail, but like when you get onto the lifeboat, yeah so tense and i feel i really feel like because we know the intentions and we know the kind of motive of these guys yes yeah. i'm i'm just so much more invested absolutely and and what tom hanks's character does is start to see the pirates from the point of view that we see see them as that they're not just the bad guys they're actually victims yeah. they're victims as well and that's what's so wonderful about the way this story is told um yeah but you know jumping ahead to the, that lifeboat things that is the whole lifeboat thing it's so clever how you've got sort of six guys inc- including captain phillips who are t- yeah. sort of holed up in this lifeboat this very tight space and yeah. you really feel that claustrophobia of mm. of them there's you know two small windows in there can't see much but it's just absolutely phenomenal the the drama that they get in that enclosed space is just brilliant and as I said earlier, just the ultimate payoff at the end, just the yeah. that final scene. I think maybe maybe it was uh, like maybe we were just speaking about. I can't remember if I spoke about it on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just like when Captain Phillips is being checked over by by the the doctors. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. And I feel I feel like for maybe a, a, a few years, Tom Hanks said, you know, he'd been brilliant in things, but maybe he hadn't kind of pushed himself that much acting wise, yeah. and just. That scene, that performance in that scene alone it, was like, with it's like with with yeah, hardly with very little dialogue, with very yeah. little oh, dialogue, and it's oh. just you're you're absolutely you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's it's worth it just for that. It's outstanding. Um, Apparently, Captain Phillips in real life, bit of a bastard. <laughs> right. Okay. Fair enough. Road to perdition up against Captain Phillips with seventy seven percent of the vote. Nice. You nice. you voted for Captain Phillips, so well done for that. <laughs> so that's our eight films and we've got yeah. our two semi-finals uh, which we'll talk okay. about now um, it's you know already we've lost one or two of the ones that we would have liked to see go further in the competition but yeah. it's, a, it's a popular vote so first of all <laughs> semi-final one saving Private Ryan up against Forrest Gump Ooh, so for me, I, I would choose Saving Private Ryan, but I think the the uh, the audience yeah. are going to go for Forrest Gump because it's it's probably a more more enjoyable crowd pleasing film. Yeah, let's put it that. Way. I mean, I don't know. To be honest, it surprised me this, but it's quite a big chunk of the vote. Sixty five percent of people voted for Forrest Gump to go through to the final. Wow. That one, okay. Well, Takes on to semi final yeah. two, uh, the Green Mile up against Captain Phillips. Bit of a landslide. And I, yeah, I can imagine. Well, this is because I think not many people have gone to, been 
to see Captain Phillips. I, if the one thing comes out of this, I would say to people, I would implore people to go away and watch Captain Phillips. It's a really yeah, great film. Yeah. Me and my wife watched it on Saturday night and you know, maybe Sunday night. And both of us absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it. So this was like yeah. the other one that I've not seen before. Um, yeah, so um, with 79% though, a uh, bit of a landslide, the Green Mile goes through to the final. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then we're left with the final of Tom Hanks' World Cup. Forrest Gump up against the Green Mile. Oof. So I I don't know the winner to this. You know? I don't think so. Okay. However, I think it's think, I think it's going to be close, but I think Mr. Gump is going to get it. Okay. Yeah. Not as close as you might think. Okay. So with 67% of the votes was the Forrest Gump. <laughs> the Forrest <laughs> Yeah, I just did that to just, just to sort of steer your left. There nice. you go. Right. Cool. Uh, yeah, not surprised. Oscar winning performance. He's, he's very good in the film. Um, yeah, it, it's as I said, it's a crowd pleaser, isn't it, Forrest Gump? Yeah. You know, you, you're egging for him all the way. Exactly. Um, so yeah, not surprised at all. Thank you, every- fantastic! Thank you, everybody, for yeah, voting, taking part. It's good fun. This we'll do. Yeah, I like. We'll do a World Cup every few weeks when we feel when we feel we want to do it. Be bothered. Yeah, let us <laughs> let us know what you think the next World Cup should be. So we've had the Harry Potter World Cup, the Tom Hanks World Cup. Yeah. What's next? Let us know. PG Tips. So, this week's So Solid You is the 1999? Yes. Yes. Disney Pixar. And this is the I think this is the first sequel that Disney Pixar made. Uh, And we're going all out for the Tom Hanks week, guys. Absolutely. And we're going for Toy Story 2. Yes. I'm just going to go straight in, first of all, to say... This is my favourite of the Toy Story quadrilogy. Really? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's my favourite of them. I really like the They built really strongly onto all of the great um, great groundwork that the first film made. Um, I think they sort of, they upped the animation a bit. They started yeah. to use more um, human uh, characters quite well. They so obviously got the sort of the... Uh, I don't know what the technical term is, but like managed to do the sort of the textures and the contours a little bit better yeah. uh, with the 3D animation. I love the fact that it 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 does a really interesting. Obviously, because it's a sequel, you've got the first film that's set solely between two houses, pretty much apart. From, yeah. Sorry, apart from Pizza Planet, but this one yeah. uh, goes out into the world a bit more, but in a really sort of interesting way. Going to Al's mm. Toy Barn, but not just that. Mm. Going to the apartment block, and then finally going to the yeah. airport towards the end. I think the way it introduces the new characters in Jesse, uh, Bullseye, Stinky Pete. Yeah. I don't. I, I think it's so organic i don't think it feels forced i think it's such a wonderful lovely introduction of some fantastic characters there as well um i just absolutely loved it here's a clip that's where i need to go you can't go buzz you'll never make it there woody once risked his life to save me i couldn't call myself his friend if i weren't willing to do the same 
So who's with me? I'm packing you an extra pair of shoes and your angry eyes, just in case. This is for Woody, when you find him. <clears throat> All right, but I, I don't think it'll mean the same coming for me. <laughs> it's just great. I love, and they, they've upped the jokes as well that are in there for the adults. And so just, and even just, so we rewatched it on Sunday for our sort of cinema day and just like little bits just had me howling. Like when Rex, who's obviously a toy Tyrannosaurus Rex, uh, looking at the horrors of something going on outside, he says, I can't look, somebody cover my eyes. <laughs> it's just like wonderful. Uh, yeah. What do you make a Toy Story to? So I never used to be a massive fan of this film okay. just because i it always felt too long right. like it always felt like it was like two hours plus yeah. and and i don't know why it's I, I minutes. Always felt, yeah i know it's not <laughs> at all. and i i always felt like it was it was trying to be it was trying too hard to rehash the first film right by basically essentially having woody think that he's a toy well, well no that he's a I know it's not, but having you know Woody kind of brainwashed this yeah. time, uh, but I've I've grown to like it a lot more, yeah. and I, I, I it's not my favorite Toy Story, but I love it. It's so good, um, and I th- I th- from what you said actually, and this is a point I'm I'm I've sort of noted down. I really enjoy how it is an extension from the first film, yeah. and how they kind of really build on certain certain jokes but certain aspects as well the whole thing of set you know the whole opening being um a game you know and and uh it's well it's rex playing as as uh buzz isn't it yes. i can't speak me it's rex playing as buzz on you know buzz like a star command and doing like almost doing a mission but it, it feels like a good sort of solid sci-fi sure, yeah. i love how they actually you know in the first film, they just mentioned the evil Emperor Zerg. Well, now you can get evil Emperor Zerg as a toy. Absolutely. And obviously there's the whole Star Wars thing, which is really, really funny. Yeah. Um, I love the introduction of Barbie. It was only a matter of time before we got Barbie. Yeah. I'm sure a gay Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really funny. Um, and for me, the sort of MVP, like the most valuable like player in, in this whole film is, is Jessie because yeah. she's she brings that heart that actually... We, we kind of were missing for the first half of the film. Um, you know, the, the, when uh, this, the song isn't the Randy Newman song, when she loved me, Yeah. you know, the, the yeah. kind of heart wrenching Jesse scene. Yeah. Um, I, I've mentioned it before. Like my, my son's kind of, he's, he's got like some learning difficulties and things like that. But, and so he's never really that bothered about yeah. um, Disney films, which is a little bit heartbreaking <laughs> yeah, yeah. sometimes. But I put Toy Story 2 on yesterday and he, he actually started like, he was he was really interested in it, and I was, that was like a big moment for me. And when it got to the Jesse scene, oh. he just sat on the sofa and was just like oh, entranced by it. And I was like, "We're gonna cry." It was oh, so lovely. It was amazing. But it was, it, yeah, it was a big it was a big thing, and just a really really great film. Um, yeah, I ain't got much more to say about it. To be honest, it is it is real, and I do I do value it a lot more than I used to. I, I, Did you know? Do you, want, you you might know. Well, it. I think I know what you're going to say. Oh well, it was supposed to be just a straight to video, wasn't yeah. it? Sequel. So it's around the time um, Disney were making loads of money off straight to DVD, straight to video, straight yeah. to not straight to DVD, straight to video sequel. Yeah. So they've done like Return of Jafar, made like something yeah, that's yeah. like hundred million dollars or something like that. Yeah. Um, um, and then, do you know about basically one of the animators deleted the entire film? Yeah. 
But someone, so it nearly got completely cancelled, but someone had it on a backup at home. Yeah, <laughs> one day and had like yeah. the only the only lost like three well, three days of work. Yeah, yeah, three days work or something ridiculous. Um, so, and uh, also, John Lasetta wasn't um, wasn't on board. Well, he was kind of overseeing it, but he was doing a bug's life, so he wasn't able to do this. But I think they literally ended up saying this is this isn't good enough. Let's sort of like start again, sort of thing, and they got yeah. got the setter back, and and I, th- I don't know the order of events, but there was some at some point they went, oh no, this is this is too good now, this is yeah. going to be a cine- this is going to be a cinema release, uh, and I think I said earlier it's on it was on ninety two minutes, um, I think I might say that so it was one hour twenty, but it was like no that that's not a theatrical release that so we need about. T- 12 more minutes of footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's some bits that the, the, the sort of didn't get used or didn't get properly made from the first film. So like when Woody gets thrown in, the whole sort of uh, fantasy scene where Woody gets thrown in the trash, the dream that he sort yeah, of has. Yeah. Like a few other bits, but actually fit in quite nicely. They weren't too jarring when yeah. you learn about it. And they, they repurpose some footage as well. And mm-hmm. actually this is a theme with uh, Pixar. Right. They take almost like the the frames or the skeletons from certain certain films yeah. and they'll use them again so in in um in that Jesse scene there's all these trees right. and they're it just it's the tree from a bug's life <laughs> you know we're all and they've yeah. literally just taken well, we've got a brilliant tree yeah, yeah, we'll just yeah. use it again right. <laughs> just to save time as well which yeah. I think it's really really cool Oh, no. but yeah, there we go. Where can we see this film? It's Rick? obviously available to watch on Disney Plus right now, along yes, with Toy Story One, Three, and Four. Um, I'm just going to ask. So, there's no Toy Story Four. Uh, well, no, like, they, they never had, made a Toy Story now, Four. Now it's now it's settled in for a couple of years. It's yeah, no, it's 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 not the same, is it? So presumably, Toy Story Three is your favourite, is it, or Toy Story One? Uh, I think three. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, I love Toy Story one. I love Toy. Well, again, I'm not going to get into it. We'll, 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 I'm one, saving this. We'll call it podcast material for one thing. You need to know about me. I'm a hugger. <laughs> I'm a hugger. A critic. So this week. Our guest critic is fan favourite, familiar voice, arch nemesis, Lever, and he's got some fun things to say. Hi guys, um, I'm here to be the bad guy yet again and provide you with your first bad review, as requested. The film I'm going to review is Ultraviolet, and it's lived long in my memory as, hands down, the worst cinema experience of my life. Um, in fact, as as is usual, Dave was with me when we watched this film. Uh, and for an extra imaginary bonus point, Dave, can you remember what I did in the cinema in the middle of watching this film? Uh, it was an empty cinema, remember? We were only the only ones in there. It was like the middle of the day. Probably meant to be in college or something. Um, right, Ultraviolet. It stars Mila... Is it Jokovic or I can't remember her surname? Whatever. Milo Jokovic as Violet, who is a kind of superpowered vampire warrior fighting against um, a futuristic totalitarian regime. She meets a little boy uh, who's called Six, 
who she protects from the government that are hunting him because his blood has antigens or some looks like that that could be used as a way of curing all the superpowered vampires. It's also rank of the highest order. I have never before or seen or since watched such trash. It's actually it actually makes me angry that films like this can get made when there's loads of other like filmmakers out there with really interesting concepts and scripts that can't find funding. I mean, it surprises me that the credits for this aren't littered with Alan Smithies because I would be embarrassed to be associated with it. Um, it was made in like the mid noughties at like the height of heavy CGI use in these types of crap films, and this hasn't aged well either. I don't think there's a single frame in the entire film that doesn't have some sort of shitty CGI in the background. Um, crap bloody CGI vehicles and weapons and explosions and all that kind of crap. It's written like some video game enthusiast was on acid, but not in a good way. This is this is a bad trip. The guy who wrote it and, and directed it is um, Kurt Wimmer. And uh, the only other thing he's done of note was equal, Equilibrium, which I thought was too. Um, Mila Jokovic is terrible and wooden as usual. She looks good doing somersaults and backflips and stuff, but she can't act. The action scenes are really poorly choreographed and edited, and the entire film is just a mess. Um, I could rant on about the shitness of this waste of film for a while, but I've I feel like it's giving it too much undue publicity, so there isn't a low enough rating I can give this piece of shit to even suggest it deserves a single star is a discredit to all other one-star films, so zero, zero stars. Don't waste your life with it. Actively avoid it. I think you liked it. Yeah, same here. <laughs> well, that's what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> so here's, here is my extra point. Uh, so what Lever did was, it was just so weird. Just halfway through the film, oh, I'm going to go stretch my legs. And just like got up, <laughs> did like two laps of the entire like screen. <laughs> so we're just watching this terrible film. You could just see Lever's head like bobbing <laughs> across the screen. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. thank you for that, Lever. That was a very, very... Uh, heartfelt? <laughs> heartfelt, passionate, passionate. Passionate review, why not? Absolutely. Um, it is trash. It is <laughs> ultimate trash. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't wish that it, that film it only on just, anyone. It only just broke even on the box office, which means it lost money, I think. Cause, uh, it, it looks like it looks like it's not finished. Really? Like, there's, there's, like, some of the effects don't even look like they're, they're done. It's, oh, God, it's atrocious. Really bad. Thanks, Lever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let us know if you've seen Ultraviolet. Let us know if you liked it. Um, yeah. What did it get on? Um, what was its critical response? Probably very bad. Eight percent approval rating. <laughs> wow! 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 Fantastic! If you would like to be on next week's show as our guest critic, send us a voice recorded review uh, on Instagram, or if you're lucky enough to have our uh, emails or phone numbers, <laughs> send them over. Okay, Greg, it's my homework this week. Um, so 
I'm going to set you a film that I saw uh, probably three years ago, and I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, something a bit lighthearted, and I mentioned it a few weeks ago as uh, something I was going to watch as the TV film. Yeah. Um, so I want to set you 2018's... 16. Uh, Shane Black... 16? Six, Two years oh, out. Really? Yeah, 2016. Oh, yeah. Mm, that's weird. Um, okay, I want to say the 2016 Shane Black written and directed buddy cop comedy The Nice Guys starring uh, uh, Russell Crowe in a very, very different role to what he would usually take yeah. and Ryan Gosling not taking himself too seriously and having an absolute ball. So there you go, The Nice Guys. I think you can watch it probably on... Well, in fact, I'll tell you where I can watch it, where you can watch it. So you can rent it, Greg, for 99 pence on Amazon. That's what I'll do. Martin Fantastic. I really hope you enjoy it. It's, it's, it's good fun. I think that's, you know, that's cool. the thing to take away from this episode. I should have set you a Tom Hanks film, but I'm sick to death of him, Greg. Yes, I'm Hanks now. So, Greg, what is on the box for you this week? Well, a couple that I looked at. Uh, Just an honourable mention, I'll say, to the reason reason I'll say this. 21 Jump Street, I watched whilst my wife was in labour with my son. Nice. uh, uh, On the maternity ward. Nice. To be fair, those will know. It can be a very long and drawn-out yes. process. So uh, mm. get a couple of films in. If, if, you're, yeah. If, yeah. If, your, if your partner is planning on going into, planning on going to labour, is going into labour anytime soon, get some films prepared. Uh, no, but yeah. I'm going to go for um, a bit of family fun. Um, the wonderful Ardman animation, 5 past 5 on Saturday on ITV2, Chicken Run. Yes. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Not holding out for that sequel, but, you know, no. whatever. Yeah. Go. What have you cool. got for? I'm going darker, as okay. usual. Right. My soul. Uh, I'm going for 9pm uh, on Film 4 on Saturday. Okay. Sicario, which is the Denny Villeneuve uh, sort of uh, drug cartel-y uh, DEA uh, sort of. It's it's. Yeah. Good stuff. I, I, <laughs> really good. I have stuff. not seen it, but um, we've, I've definitely been looking at it recently because you know when you you know when your links that are, you've been on before are purple, like yeah, Wikipedia <laughs> is purple. So I've obviously been looking at it. Uh, we we always speak about Denny Villeneuve, don't we? You know, from Blade Runner, from uh, what was the one? Oh, Prisoners. You watched quite recently. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, Dune. Yeah. Is, is definitely coming apparently. Emily yeah. Emily Blunt is an FBI agent. Emily Blunt, yeah. Uh, Benicio del Toro's in it. Josh Brolin's in it. Cool. Uh, Bernthal's in it. Yeah, it's 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 tense, but it's really really that good. Sounds pretty cool. I like that. Two very different films on Saturday, so yeah. watch them. If you're listening Friday, get ready to watch them tomorrow. Uh, one with the family, <laughs> one definitely not. Also, I thought you were going to go for Jurassic Park, which is on a Sunday. I know. I thought that. Uh, Everyone, you know, we everybody's going to watch Jurassic Park anyway. Yeah. There you go. Thank cool. you. They are our TV choices. What's on the box? What is on the box? And we've just told you.
Right. Right. Wow. Well, how is uh, hope, how are how are you? How are you feeling? I hope it's <laughs> I hope it's recorded. <laughs> no, me too. Because we just wouldn't have the same energy. We've done this before. Yes. It for, wasn't fun. Well, the first week. <laughs> uh, yes. So, what are you doing with the rest of your half term? Have you got much planned? We are. Uh, I am. Well, I'm still working. So, obviously, I'm, I'm sort of entertaining my boy yeah. whilst, whilst working as best I can. Um, this weekend is the big move. So, our uh, lodgers. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, so, my, uh, my sister-in-law and my, my niece and nephew have been staying with us for the a couple of months, five months, <laughs> are, uh, you know, moving on this weekend. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be all systems go, kind of moving out and then finishing kind of decorating and things like that. So Cool. That How is many that. weeks to go, potentially? We are 33 today. So uh, oh. Ben came at 37, so that would be one month away. Oh, wow. But there we go. Exciting. Mm. Exciting. Exciting. We need to bank, we need to bank that. You know, I was, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would, I would, I was thinking, um, not this weekend, but probably next weekend. Yeah, if, that'd be if, good to do. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get some more Tarantinos in this weekend. If yeah. Um, so yeah, what, what's on the cards for you? Uh, do you know what? I've got the most social week I've had probably in the last year. Uh, so the reason we're recording a day earlier than normal is because I've got a fortieth due tomorrow. Um, <laughs> yeah, fortieth due on Zoom on the Zoom. Uh, so got that got that going on tomorrow, and then um, another birthday on Saturday night. We're doing a, like an online breakout room called Plymouth. Oh Plymouth yeah, Point. I've seen these. So mm. yeah, it'll be something different. Get a takeaway, do that. Have some drinky poos. Um, yeah, it's nice. it's definitely getting brighter out there. It's getting a bit warmer. It's um, you know, Ben went out played in the garden yesterday on his trampoline Amazing. and on his like climbing thing and it was just like he was so happy to be <laughs> to be free <laughs> yeah it's great well, this is i mean uh, uh, you know a lot of it sounds daft but say or to come full circle in the podcast a lot of uh, yeah. a reason i look forward so much to spring is because i feel really low in winter genuinely <laughs> yeah. i think that yeah. is because of lack of daylight so um yeah. i'm absolutely genuinely looking forward to more sunlight more vitamin D, less yeah. seasonal affective disorder. Woo! <laughs> Dave. Hey. Hey. Um, okay. Password. <laughs> password. Let's go for. Um, well, come on. There's only there's only one per yeah. one, one us, thing we can do. Just send us your favorite Tom Hanks quote. Shall I give you mine? Yeah. Go for it. I thought my favorite my favorite Tom, Tom Hanks quote. I, I was hoping to get it in early early on, but I think it's just amazing. Tomorrow. The sun will rise, and who knows what the tide will bring. Where the hell is that one from? Castaway. Oh, of course, okay. My favourite Tom Hacks quote is, uh, she tasted like cigarettes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, there's probably far more thought-provoking and profound, but it's just pretty funny, yeah. so there you go. Right. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Stay safe out there. Give your loved ones cuddles. Watch loads of Tom Hanks films. Buy us a beer. He didn't Buy us a bloody beer. Um, yeah, and you just have the the best possible. Yep, yep, good. <laughs> love you, Greg. <laughs> bye bye. Love you more.